Welcome to the Own Your Time podcast. This is the host, Kyle Markin, and today we have Sterling White on the show. Sterling is a multifamily investor specializing in value-add apartments. He owns just under 400 units and is the founder of Sonder Investment Group. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Everyone's super excited, as always, to be on here. Uh, go ahead, get your popcorn ready, get your pen and paper available, and take some notes. Absolute bombs and go to nuggets will be dropped. Nice. Always bringing the energy, dude. The one thing I did want to start this out with is uh, the word Sonder. It strikes me as a word not very many people know. I think I read it in a book maybe three years ago, and it always kind of stayed with me as a weird concept and uh, kind of an interesting word that I wish more people use. So I'd love for you just to explain to those who don't know, what does the word Sonder mean? Yeah, so Sonder is derived from, so such as Kyle or each passerby that you experience in uh, or that you experience, uh, encounter in life, or let's say you're passing by them, has a vivid and distinct life as much as your very own. I so everyone that. has a story. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know where I read that. Do you have an idea as to where you remember? Because I, it strikes me as something that like I have a, a similar moment where I remember learning what that word was, but I don't know. So there's a, a group called Sonder and they've got some really good music. And I was and I was just wondering, what does Sonder mean? And it's it's one of those words that just recently was created within the past like four to five years. Interesting. OK, cool. So that is why no one uses it, because it's new. That makes sense. <laughs> exactly. um, so moving on, I'd love to I've heard your story on Rod Khalif and we went on this podcast at the same time. That's where we met. But I'd love for you just to share your story with with my audience. if They haven't heard it yet. Yeah, so I'll give everyone a cliff note version or spark note version. So here based in Indianapolis, Indiana, born and raised in the neighborhoods and the settings when you drive through, you would roll your windows up and then also lock your doors and a single mother, fraternal twin brother and grew up in, uh, I would say we grew up on Section 8 housing, welfare, food stamps, and I'm sure of other government assistance. And I remember there was this one or multiple times, uh, Kyle, that the apartments that we lived in, people would consider them the, the projects, but there was cages outside of the windows that we lived in for people to not get in. And I remember every other day we had to get down on the ground because it sounded like fireworks were going on outside, but it was actually gunshots. So we had to get down to avoid the stray bullets. And just to, to fast forward how I got started in real estate. So luckily was able to get out of that environment Mother moved us from the inner city out to more of a suburban uh, location. We were still in lower, lower income housing, but completely different in terms of surrounding cast. Started in real estate 2009, construction side. Shortly after that, of getting my hands dirty, uh, shifted to the and being a investor. 23 years old, bought my very first single family house, no money out of pocket, actually had negative funds in my bank account, just not being financially smart. And then scaled to 150 single families. And then in 2017, shifted to multifamily. First deal was a 46 unit and then just scaled up from uh, that point and sold out of all the, the single family. So that is the spark note version. And I'm sure there's, of course, a lot to unpack in that. Yeah, man, I would love to unpack that. I'm, I'm going to go off script here because it's just such a good story. I'd love to, to know more. So number one, I guess, how did you buy that first single family house with absolutely actually negative money in your bank account? How did you go about doing that? So this is one thing for those of you who are getting started on here that may have some limiting beliefs because that's what I had, especially first starting out. But one of the key things I did when I really changed the trajectory of my life is started on mindset. Every, the There's this 
thing that goes out there that people say, oh, oh, it's cliche, you don't need to focus on that. You have to consider those people who are actually saying that. Uh, but I focus on mindset and that allowed me to, one, when I transitioned from construction to single family that I looked at, okay, what are my weaknesses? One is I don't have the funds uh, in terms of experience. I really don't have that much experience, but I do know here's my end goal that I have, which is Z, I'm at A, how do I bridge the gap? And what I did was I found someone who complimented my weaknesses. And it was actually my mentor who I was working out with and building a relationship, didn't even anticipate them being a mentor at the, the CrossFit gym that I worked out because I was training for a world record. That's a whole nother conversation in itself. Uh, and they were looking to diversify from multifamily to single family. And I had the time to find the deals. They had the cash, but didn't have the, the time. So that was the, the value exchange in that first deal. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Just trying to find people who have what you don't have seems like the, the moral of that story for sure. Um, and the second point I wanted to dig deeper on was it seems like you build an amazing single family portfolio, 150 units. What kind of hits you in the face and tells you, hey, maybe I want to change to multifamily? Like it seems like you're having tremendous success. So, what was really the uh, impetus for that change? Uh, so, it's a it's quite intensive to acquire that many single families because one, these were a lot of one-offs, two-offs, maybe a package of three if we're lucky. So out of that 150 or so single families is 115 to 120 transactions uh, versus the 100 and just over 150 unit we acquired here in Apples, which is one, one transaction all 150 units were in one location. So it just made the uh, most sense that one, we just saw that, hey, we're looking for a model that's even more scalable and multifamily was already on our radar. So we said, why not just make the shift now? We already have the network to tap into. Let's make that pivot. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I always try to make that point that the transactions are, are, are grueling and you don't necessarily want to be doing hundreds of them. But I, I just love the way you put that and your story really illustrates that point. So moving on from your story, back on the script that I had, I was taken aback by your story, so I had to go off. But um, the one question that I have that I had prompted to ask you is, what are the benefits of social media marketing and branding yourself as an influencer? Because I hear all the time from other people who want to be investors saying, I got into this to be a real estate investor, not to post on social media. So what do you have to say to those people? Because I know that there is some benefits to social media posting. Yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword. Uh, with And this is what we were talking about offline, Kyle, is that everything has its trade-offs, and I'm glad you mentioned that, but the times that we're in, you are playing to, because you're having, being an entrepreneur is you have to pivot and use tools that are at your disposal, uh, meaning that instead of being used by uh, Instagram, let's say looking at the models, whatever people do on there, and just go through all the memes and all that is, hey, go on there and actually post your story uh, because uh, through that whole entire process is, is one, people do business with who they know, like, and trust. And I'll give you a prime example for everyone on here from the branding aspect is, this was uh, just over a hundred units in Kansas City, uh, Missouri that we were looking at and spoke with the, was speaking with the owner because the approach we take is go direct. One of the first things they did was instead of Google searching my company, Signer Investment Group, they Google searched me. So that gives everyone just an indication that one, 
if you don't have a, a personal brand, you've built that up is when someone Google searches you and they don't find anything and they go to another buyer and they do find something that just gives that other individual, the competition, the upper hand over you. So it's just one of those things you, you, you can take the route and not build so much of a, a personal brand, but I'm just replicating uh, what works and what I see others that are further along their journeys than myself. That's a great, great point. Yeah, you're actually helping yourself as a real estate investor in a lot of ways too. So it is an aspect of that. And I, I actually haven't even thought about being Googled, but I'm sure that that does factor in quite a bit. So that's a, it's an amazing point. Um, the other roadblock, other than the excuse of not wanting to move off the core competency of real estate, is also the mindset or the fear behind posting, because it is kind of difficult to put yourself out there. So what are some of your tips for getting over that kind of initial fear of posting? Uh, what I see most people encounter is, and this is one thing I've uh, learned, the, the Gary V model, you would say, is document versus create. So going on there and just telling your story versus right from the beginning, uh, going saying, okay, five tips to put together an apartment syndication. So this was the, the exact route that I took and I just shared my, my story out there and I just started little by little and each person is different. Uh, you may not be someone such as myself that's more extroverted and I'm fine with being in, in front of a, a camera and I'm introverted in different aspects. But this is one thing too, is that if that's something that you do not want to absolutely take that route is find a partner who can do that. So with uh, my, my partnership that I have on the, the apartments is my uh, partner, he is more of an introvert behind the scenes doing the underwriting. And I was more of the, the brand, uh, the, the face, and that's how the investors came in. So that's another thing, but I don't want to use that as an escape code uh, for people that, that, hey, just go out there and find a partner. The easiest route is just to go out there and just tell your story, the trials, the tribulations, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, and from there, that's when you'll start to really uh, attract people because the, uh, what's that? Uh, people relate to people and your story is what really distinguish you from uh, other individuals in the space. Yeah, that's another great point. And I hate to be playing devil's advocate, but I ask, I always have these conversations with new individuals who want to invest in real estate. And another rebuttal that they always have is, well, when can I start telling my story? How far along do I have to get? You know, do I have to have several deals under my belt? When can I start posting on social media? So with that, and one thing I want to touch on is I think it's Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn that says, if you're committed enough, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. So that's at the end of the day on that. Uh, but also is I was speaking with uh, someone who just wanted to pick my brain and be, be coached is that uh, they're a firefighter. And I said, that is the perfect, they don't realize how cool of a story it is for them going through burning houses and saving people and transition to real estate. I was like, that is by far one of the coolest stories. So everyone has their those types of tools. Uh, and this goes back to what we were mentioning about uh, the, the, the word Sonder is everyone has a vivid and distinct uh, story. And that's what you can tap into. And there's so many branches that you can use. If you follow me on social media is that the, the people who reach out to me say that, uh, or let's say for investors, uh, one investor reached out to me recently and said, the only reason I invested with your company was because of you and I came across your story and I felt very relatable to you. And I've met with other people that uh, they they feel like they already know me before we actually have the, the sit down. So that's just so much the power of social media right now and telling your story. 
Yeah, man, what a great point. And way to come full circle with that as well. It, it is about that that Sonder aspect, telling your unique story because it will connect with whatever your audience is. There's a lot of people who uh, who enjoy my story and come from a similar background, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people who come from a similar background to you and enjoy your story. So your story will speak to some people. You, I always underestimate how many people are out there and how many people are listening, but there is always a nice pocket of people who will relate to you specifically. So kind of winding down the podcast here, I wanted to ask a couple closing questions. The first of which is, what are your goals for 2021? So my biggest goal that I have is really uncovering who is Sterling White. Uh, so this helped, especially during 2020 with taking a step back, still in acquisitions in business mode, but things tend to, to slow down with that. So really took a step back to understand, go back to my childhood to understand the good, the bad, the ugly, and how that has shaped me to who I am today. And what are things on the subconscious level that I need to unlock and figure out where the root is that could allow me to further get to another level. So that's a whole nother Pandora's box because it's like a rabbit hole uh, with that. But that's my uh, big overarching uh, thing that I'm really working towards in 2021. That's awesome, man. I've, I've actually read a couple books, I think, by Carl Jung that say the more you can articulate those kinds of activities that happened in your childhood, the more you are able to not repeat the same patterns as people around you or your family or your parents. Um, so, yeah, it's an awesome, awesome ambition to continue to just try to articulate and formulate some sort of story so your mind can be like, oh, that's what happened. Maybe I don't want to do that or maybe I want to keep doing this. So that's, that's just such a cool goal. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate that. And when you uncover that, that allows you to be better in different uh, areas, just being e evolving human. And then also everyone has their certain triggers to certain things. Uh, let's say someone writes you an email that you may take it the, the wrong way. I, I remember years back when someone, let's say an employer team member, for instance, would write an email down and I would send a, a not abrasive but an aggressive email back really really bullet pointing hitting each of those items but now i've actually shifted uncover where's the trigger where's the root here and now i've taken a step and say hey let's hop on the phone call let's further uh talk through this so nothing gets miscommunicated so those are the types of things that uncovering the yeah it's a a, a never-ending uh, rabbit hole but it allows you to be even more better just not as a human being, but that relates to other areas of life. That's awesome, man. I appreciate your goal being so uh, awesome and transparent and not necessarily that business goals are bad or like number goals are bad, but it's just cool to see someone willing to open up and talk about some other kinds of goals. So that's great. Um, the last question here before I kind of give everyone an, uh, an opportunity to find out where to reach you is what is one piece of advice that you can give to someone who is just starting in real estate or entrepreneurship? You got to have a big enough why. And of course, that may sound, people hear that, may uh, cliche, but that helps tremendously uh, because that allows you to get through the tough times, especially, and this is the double-edged sword with social media, is that people see the glamorous with social media, you're posting more of the, the highlights that uh, individuals don't see everything that led up to the point, the huge swings, because in entrepreneurship, it's it's a, it's a roller coaster. It goes up and down. And uh, during those down times, you have to be able to pull from where's your why? Why are you exactly doing this? Myself is the environment I grew up in wasn't the best. I don't want to go back to that. 
Another is that I remember being so broke, Kyle, that I remember going to the grocery store, grocery stores, Kroger's here, and I know there's different ones in different uh, grocery stores, but I remember uh, this was, uh, I had to go and use my relative's food stamp card. And I felt so ashamed when I was going to pay for those groceries. And I remember looking around, I was like, I do not want to experience this uh, ever. For those of you who are on government assistance, by all means do that, uh, but that just was not for me. And those are the types of things that I uh, pull from during those uh, tough times to be able to weather the storm. Nice, man, I appreciate that as well. Um, so rounding it up, where can people find you if they really wanna get in contact with you, if they resonate with your story? Yeah, I would say one way is on uh, Instagram. You can, uh, it's Sterling White Official. One more time, that's Sterling White Official. Any questions that you happen to have, you can slide into the DM, uh, which is direct message. Uh, and then there's the company website that is Sonder Investment Group, and that is S O N D E R investmentgroup.com. Nice. And all of those will be linked in the description below. So if you really want to reach out to Sterling, feel free to go to those places. And thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It was great to have you. For sure. Thanks for having. No, thank. Uh, thanks for having me on, uh, Kyle. Yeah, of course.